Welcome, everyone. I'm so glad that you could join me for episode nine of A General Good Time. I want to welcome each and every one of you into this space, and I'm beyond excited and grateful to have you all present in this moment with me. With that being said, I wanted to introduce this week's topic. As the title suggests, we will be exploring binge eating disorder. So I wanted to preface that this week's topic is sensitive. So if at any point you feel uncomfortable, please feel free to do what you have to do to take care of yourself. Please feel free to check out other episodes with topics that are a little lighter. With that being said, Let's first define what binge eating disorder is. Binge eating disorder as categorized by the DSM-5, which stands for the Diagnostic and Statistic Manual of Mental Disorders, was officially categorized as an actual eating disorder diagnosis in May 2013. So the key diagnostic features of binge eating disorder are not limited to the following, but include recurrent and persistent episodes of binge eating. Binge eating episodes are associated with three or more of the following. Eating much more rapidly than normal, eating until feeling uncomfortably full, eating large amounts of food when not feeling physically hungry, eating alone because of being embarrassed by how much one is eating, and feeling disgusted with oneself, depressed, or very guilty after overeating. This also includes visible distress regarding binge eating, as well as an absence of regular compensatory behavior such as purging. When it comes to binge eating disorder, it's one of the most common eating disorders in the United States. So in the adults, it affects about 3.5% of women and 2% of men, as well as up to 1.6% of adolescents. So usually for women, it's it's most common in early adulthood, but it's also more common for men in the middle life. So, you know, in terms of the comorbid problems, so comorbid means denoting or relating to diseases or medical conditions that are simultaneously present in a patient. When it comes to binge eating disorder, it shows that there are problems both physically and psychiatrically. And so even though most people who are obese don't have binge eating disorder, about two thirds of people with binge eating disorders are obese and can have medical difficulties associated with this condition. So it's also connected that people with binge eating disorders um, also have higher levels of anxiety and current and lifetime major depressive disorder. I brought up this topic in particular, it's because I wanted to just highlight the interconnectedness. I know that in the last episode that we were talking about anger, there's a common misconception that, right, like we were talking about in the last episode that anger isn't associated with depression or anxiety, but actually it's very interconnected. So I would argue it's the same for binge eating disorder because when it comes to eating, right, and when it comes to food and our relationship with our food, it has to do with our body and our body, unfortunately, is also connected to our minds right and everything works interconnectedly so everything is very connected and so you know i wanted to bring up binge eating disorder just because it's something that i can personally speak to um, as someone who was recently diagnosed with binge eating disorder but it's been something that i just have been personally struggling with um for as long as i can remember i bring up you know just some of the symptoms again right with this episode and with the last episode right and in general I'm not an expert and I don't want to diagnose anyone and I also don't want these episodes to serve as a space for people to feel uncomfortable rather I want to create open dialogue and also allow for people to recognize that like these ailments you know may feel isolating but also recognizing that it's a lot more common place and that it's okay I'm saying this as someone who's currently in the process of recovery recovery looks really different depending on the person and I'm hoping that, you know, if I can be transparent about what's going on for myself, that hopefully this will encourage folks who are also kind of struggling with eating, but just, you know, in general can, you know, use this as opportunity to just reach out and get help. I would say for myself, like it was for a long time, I was in denial about my eating disorder because 
of the fact that let's be honest right there's a lot of other there's a lot of misconceptions first of all surrounding eating and what eating disorders are versus disordered eating and so i actually kind of want to clarify that now so disordered eating or patterns of like eating that isn't necessarily considered basically eating disorders as of yet right so essentially what disordered eating is according to the eat right page and the academy of nutrition and dietetics right disordered eating is essentially used to describe a range of irregular eating behaviors that may or may not warrant a diagnosis or a specific dis- eating disorder usually when it comes to the dsm-5 right which again is a diagnostic and statistical manual of uh, mental disorders essentially like it's very very narrow what constitutes an eating disorder so usually there's anorexia nervosa bulimia nervosa um and and now binge eating disorder right but even so um there are many folks when it comes to who experience disordered eating that may not be categorized or don't follow under the categories that are very limited right and so generally disordered eating is more so a descriptive phrase rather than a diagnosis and so technically you know many folks who experience disordered eating may technically also be diagnosed with an eating disorder that is not otherwise specified or ednos but even so that has a specific category for that too so i would argue that a lot of this patterns of eating can be very subjective and that in some cases people also struggle with disordered eating but it may not be to the extent of an eating disorder or it just could be something that because we live in a society that doesn't really take mental health seriously it could be something that is still kind of in the works especially since like we live in a society that values like very heavily diet culture and like focusing on like weight loss and tying that with capitalism like there's a lot of like there's a lot of like justification and even reason as to why these like eating habits may exist in the first place so i just wanted to kind of emphasize that as a whole and just make sure that like people are aware that when it comes to these like eating disorders that it's actually a lot more commonplace than normal and that it makes sense as to why people may not you know feel as comfortable reaching out and advocating or asking for help because it's like how do you even bring this up when the categories for an eating disorder are so limited and like and so like non-inclusive and and even for myself right for a long time I had internalized messages that I received not only from society from my family from my culture from media just from a whole hoax of outside spaces where eventually like I started to believe the messages that I was being taught and told time and time and time and time and time again that my worth really lied within my physical appearance and and my worth lied within how I look and less about what I was thinking or how I was feeling and more so about my appearance right and obviously like I'm not gonna lie right and say that I don't have any resentment right towards the people around me but I will also say as an adult looking back a lot of people were also projecting and that they were just kind of like spitting out messages that they heard from society themselves right this is not to justify like what people say and all the shitty things that people say but this is more so to say that about where these things stem from it's less about personal vitriol and like less about like the fact that they don't like me as a person it's more so about the general society and the simple fact that they don't like fat people let's be honest right i don't like fat people I'm fat myself and I don't like fat people. I've been taught to hate my fatness and the way that it is. And I've taught to essentially feel guilty for every day that I exist in this fat body. 
I want to emphasize that that's 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 some fuck shit. So if you know fat people, which you definitely do, and you see fat people, please be and recognize and be aware that like the thoughts, the fat phobic thoughts that you're experiencing is not okay, and that it's something to actively work against. But also recognize that it's also very standard and commonplace. It doesn't make you a shitty person. It does make you a shitty person if you're aware and you consistently try to like not unlearn it. But I'm just saying that in general, like as someone who's fat, right, I can't speak on behalf of the rest of us as fat people right but just in general like it's it's something to be mindful of and it's also something to recognize that when people say shitty things in particular right it doesn't make it okay but it's also recognizing that it's not usually it's not a personal thing like it's not that they hate that you're existing it's just more so surrounded by societal messages about why things are the way that they are and so recognizing that bringing sorry to tie it back into my eating disorder and recognizing that i don't have to gaslight and like try to say that i don't have an eating disorder because of the way that i am or the size that i am this eating disorder came about due to society society and to also just in general some of the ways and the messages that i've internalized growing up right like just like how i've mentioned earlier just because you're obese doesn't mean you have an eating disorder right and just because you're thin doesn't mean you have an eating disorder or anything like that i just happen to be bigger and have an eating disorder so it's like it's something that i'm finally recognized recognizing after many years of denying what the case was and i think recognizing that it's not normal to feel guilty to eat and i want to emphasize that the feelings of guilt and shame should not be associated with something as simple as eating food eating food is a human right that everyone deserves to eat and you shouldn't feel shamed about eating or not eating or doing any kind of stuff like that because at the end of the day unfortunately we can't live off of air and we can't live off of water only right it there needs to be food and sustenance sustenance when it comes to survival and so the reason why i want to talk about binge eating disorder in particular is because the reason why it's also so hard to diagnose and so hard to recognize is because it's rooted in fat phobia and oftentimes binge eating disorder people do not look like how people assume people with eating disorders look like which are nine times out of ten folks who are dealing with even folks who are dealing with anorexia nervosa have to be thin right like usually it's almost like you have to look like you are skin and bones almost in order to admit that you have an eating disorder which is first of all very harmful to people who are also you know who happen to be that way and are like the face of eating disorders because it's like what kind of nobody really wants to be that kind of like associated with that too and then also it minimizes and erases other people who have eating disorders right because at the end of the day like there's no right way to have an eating disorder and there's no right way to like look and have those kind of patterns of eating it just happens that with hating fat people in particular and i think that right it's obviously not to say that like body shaming doesn't exist across the board because it absolutely does but recognizing that there's a systemic difference between the ways that people are treated and the ways that people can get treatment you know even within the hospital right i think even for now the reason why it took me so long up until like i would say like literally within the last six months is when i was officially diagnosed which with binge eating disorder but i have been struggling with this for more than 10 years of my life i think ever since i was a kid i can recognize that it was not okay for me to eat like everybody else without feeling a level of guilt or shame that i had internalized because of the messages that i had been receiving i remember and i would think too even when i was in college right i had been struggling a lot with weight gain and fluctuation weight right with my entire life and so when 
I was in freshman year, right? There was the whole freshman 15. And I was also like living on my own. So in the dining halls, there was like soda and there was like drinks and there was like buffet styles. So I could eat whatever I want without having to worry about people commenting, right? But the consequence of that is that just because nobody else is there to say things doesn't mean that I don't feel guilty, right? And also like I just struggled a lot with hating how my body was changing and you know being in a new environment and being in a new state also just caused a lot of stress that I just didn't get a chance to address. And there was also the fact that like graduating high school and like the stress of that and like just also just being on my own for the first time and being independent right. I've always struggled with portion control and like I'll be honest I've struggled with like not knowing and like eating until I'm getting uncomfortably full but also like not and then like also restricting myself and starving myself almost like I would go through these cycles of restriction and like binge eating and restriction and binge eating and it got to the point where at one point I just I had told myself that I wanted to go on a water fast for like sleep reasons and it wasn't because of weight loss but let's be honest it really was because of weight loss because I hated the way that I looked and actually even though my friends you know were very worried for me like at the end of the day I still did what I want and I'm not gonna lie to you like even if it was as small as like maybe like like maybe almost two weeks without eating and I also tried to do it again throughout the summers of freshman year when I got back I worked two full-time jobs but I when I tell you that I was addicted to the feeling of having an empty stomach like I know that sounds kind of like it's definitely toxic right but I was addicted to just feeling thin or like in my head like what I thought thinness felt like or what I associated with like the feeling of emptiness oh it was it was really toxic like I'll admit it right I'm kind of embarrassed to say but you know actually even the people around me right and I don't think that they were aware that I wasn't eating and you know I tried to keep it from my family too to a certain extent but I obviously I couldn't hide it like, the longest I went was maybe two to three weeks without eating I could kind of get away with it because I was working so much I was working two full-time jobs at the summer so you know I remember like going into the break room and just drinking a cup of water and feeling lightheaded but also like being like you know this is this is working like this is what I get I remember I was even going on dates when I was like not eating food and like having to like deny that and having to just be like oh I'm just not hungry and like obviously I think they could sense that like it was kind of weird like why would this girl like invite us out to go get drinks and like not order anything but I'm looking back right with hindsight and recognizing that like you know I was losing weight and I was like you know starting to like fit into some of my older clothes because I had gained so much weight when I had gone there and like you no know, starting to feel like I was like shaping into myself and it was getting really toxic because even like the way people were starting to compliment me I was getting more eyes and I felt like you know with desirability politics I felt like people liked the fact that I was thinner like as, to- as toxic as that like sounded it's true you know and I, I don't even blame people because I don't think that they realize like that I you know like the things that I internalized, right? It's also my responsibility. I, I know that, right? And I recognize that. But it's it was so, like, <laughs> it was so hard um, to break away from that because I literally was telling myself, like, I got so many compliments when I wasn't eating. Like, I don't know how else to put it. Simply put, like, when I had just been drinking water and, like, water only, that was, like, the time of my life where I was getting so many compliments and I was, like, you know, I personally felt my most energized, even though, to be honest, with you I was actually starting to feel a little dizzy it's feeling lightheaded my stomach still like reacted when I saw food like it was just kind of a lot right and it actually got to a point where obviously it wasn't sustainable right because there was one time where my mom had made spaghetti that morning and I, I was like it was one of my days off I spent 45 minutes rationalizing like oh my god Lena like this is your third week like are you really gonna give it up for like some spaghetti and 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 my mom's spaghetti is like the best spaghetti right and, like, I've been trying to recreate it right but I, I can't right and so it was very tempting and and I like 
I ended up giving in, right? After that 45-minute battle, I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna eat, right? But I felt in my head, when I tell you that I spiraled, I was like, oh my god, I deserve to be punished. Like, I need to, like, restart all over. I need to do everything again and, like, all this other kind of stuff, right? I'm saying this to say that, like, I recognize that this behavior is toxic, right? But when I tell you that it's still hard for me kind of not to revert to these, like, old habits of like wanting to restrict myself and wanting to go on these kind of like fasts that aren't necessarily for like health reasons or like my own health is just because I liked the feeling of not feeling big um and that's so dangerous and that's like obviously very toxic like I would never encourage anyone to do that and I'm speaking for myself right that's why like when I finally had talked to my eating disorder specialist like someone had paired me up I had to mention it right with my therapist and for a long time I, I denied that I had an eating disorder to be honest with you I couldn't rationalize in my head that I deserved as a fat person deserved to acknowledge that there was something more to my own habits and my own stuff like I blame myself for my lack of control when I just didn't acknowledge that actually a lot of this just stem from like mental health issues me not addressing my trauma from childhood up until now like my connection with food my relationship with my body the way that other people see me and even the way that i saw myself i absolutely hate myself and i hate my body and it's something that i recognize now and it's not something that i'm saying like with a like a smile on my face obviously not right because at the end of the day like you know i'm trying to work towards body neutrality and like trying to be neutral and recognizing that my body exists for a reason but also in the same time like recognizing that it's okay for me to acknowledge that I have binge eating disorder and it's also okay for me to to work on recovery like it's okay for me to recover from this it's also okay for me to take my recovery in a time frame that works for me I'm trying to be as raw with you all, right? Um, Just because I also want you all to know that I'm not perfect. Like when I said I talked to an eating disorder specialist and when I tell you that it was just so affirming because she said that one thing that I want to also tell you all, it sounds very basic, but like, like she told me not to diet. And when I tell you that for me, it was like a weight that was lifted off my shoulder because when I tell you even that my, my health professionals and like folks within my health insurance, everyone around me is always telling me that like, I should work on my health and I should go on a diet and I should lose weight and do this and do that. But she was the first person who's like in the healthcare, like as a specialist and like very much knows what the, what the heck she's talking about. She literally was like, no, diets don't work. Like you shouldn't go on a diet. Why would you go on a diet? I don't know. It was just very like so like affirming and validating to hear that from her because of the fact that for many years, like even those around me who like are super supportive and care kind of imply, right? Or whether they don't mean to or not to, right? That like I need to change and like and that's the thing you don't with binge eating disorder just because you have binge eating disorder or any other disordered eating or just any other stuff like that doesn't mean that you can't exist and function like everybody else and doesn't mean that you don't deserve equal treatment or being able to exist and like enjoy life and feel confident and like sexy and like do whatever you want to do i don't know i'm still working on that i'm still struggling with that like i'm still struggling with hiding my food i'm still struggling with portion control and being greedy not even greedy it's just i'm so used to people saying no i can't have things that it's like i'm so scared and that like when it's my own money and it's my own life like i want to have to like it's like i don't have to order the appetizer and the entree and the drink and the side i don't because at the end of the day to be honest with you my appetite's not even that big it's not even like i have a big appetite and even if i did i feel like i don't deserve it and it's like why like for so many years like why 
I have never done anything to warrant this kind of thing. And I don't think anybody has ever had, like when it comes to people commenting about eating, who warrants it for people to literally just say that like, you can't have an extra bowl of rice because it's going to give you diabetes. That's the most stupidest shit I've ever fucking heard, but I've heard it. And that's what I'm trying to say that people will always comment like you don't deserve to do anything, but then they don't ever care to ask you how you're actually doing. So I'm saying this to say, oh my God, this is all over the place, right? But I'm saying this to say that you're allowed to look into what's going on and recognizing that it's beyond you and that at a certain extent yes we are responsible for ourselves but sometimes there is shit that's beyond us and beyond our meeting and beyond everything else and that we need to get help right and that's okay and also at the same time like and i'm speaking for myself i'm trying to work on being less of an asshole like and being more sensitive to people around me i think everybody should do that because at the end of the day like you can't tell someone's health status just by looking at them and i believe that first and foremost right and like it's something I have to work on too. For many years, and I'll say this, and I I'm I know it sounds really fucked up, but it's true. Um, but ever since I was a kid, like, and the reason why it was really hard for me to like just get help in general too was that the adults that were around me, like that were my family, told me that as a kid, just because I was I was a fat kid, right? Yes, I was chubby, you know, I was bigger than everyone else. Mind you, I was also taller than everybody else. But regardless, right, whether I was big or tall or small or short, right? By the time that I had hit fifth grade, I was almost like five three, five four, which was bigger than most of the girls in my height. And because of that, I was weighed like I was weighing maybe like 110 pounds, right? Which in retrospect, I don't think was a lot. But as a kid, my body didn't look like how an adult would look like, right? I, like my face was round, I had chubby cheeks, like I double chin, like my body was still developing. I didn't even hit puberty yet, right? But I remember I was with, you know, my family members who were like de a decade older than me, who were clearly in their adult, right? I was a 10 year old kid, 11 year old kid who was still developing in their body, right? Just being bigger and taller than everybody else, right? But as a result, like I remember there was a weight, like a weight, um, scale at first of all I, I don't know why that is there's a, a weight scale like I understand that there's a weight for like groceries but there's a weight scale for people at the Safeway which is a grocery market in California so shout out if you don't know that but um and I remember I was with my cousin and she was like oh basically telling me to step on it right and I was like I don't feel comfortable. I don't, why would I pay 25 cents to like step on that? But also like, I don't want to step on the scale. I've taught, I've, I was already like, at 10, I was like, the scale is something bad. Like, I don't want to step on the scale. Every time I step on the scale, there's like a problem, right? Like my weight is like, embarrassing like i'm too fat right i already know that like i've already been conditioned that and then she was like oh like no like you should step on the scale like step on the scale like and other stuff like that like why are you not gonna step on the scale so eventually i stepped on the scale right and so my weight was like 120 pounds and i was 5'4 so at that time i was like oh my god i'm like the fattest person in the world like because i'm in my three digits and my friends are only 90 pounds granted my friends are like 4'11 but at that time i was like you know i'm like the biggest person ever right and i'm like dude i'm 10 years old what the fuck am i even thinking about right and i'm looking at this and i was like you know and i said like how much i weighed my husband's like how much you weigh right i was like she's 10 years older than me so i was like oh my god right and i was like okay um i weigh 120 and then she was just like oh like you need to like and i remember like i had wanted to get like some oreos right so i had picked up some oreos through a safe way and i was like well she's not my mom she's my cousin i'm sure she's okay if i grab some oreos right and so after we had gotten like what after she had pressured me to check my weight and i was like can i also get these oreos i'm 10 i'm 10 i want some fucking oreos like it's not that hard like you know i was like i can pay like i can pay my cousin back maybe if i get allowances like, i didn't but i was like you know can i do that and she was like no like you shouldn't get those oreos because like you're gonna get diabetes 
cookies and i was like what what do you mean like they're just oreos like i'm not you know it's like i want to share with everyone like i'm not gonna eat the whole thing like i, I just want to share with like you and my sister and like everyone else right and then like and then she was just like no like i know as like you know someone who's like studying like xyz like you're gonna get like high blood pressure and like if you keep at this weight you're gonna get high blood pressure and you're gonna get diabetes right dude what the fuck I'm literally reacting now and I'm actually getting kind of pissed off because it's like, first of all, do people with diabetes, right, regardless of how they got their diabetes, do they deserve to be told like that they're a death sentence or that this is a consequence for their reaction? No, they don't. And that's some fuck shit actually because there's two different types of diabetes too. What about the kids who were just born into diabetes? And also folks who get diabetes, you have to recognize there's also a bunch of other conditions like, bitch, like what if you have a naturally like insulin resistance? I'm knowing now as someone who's like kind of looking into the medical field and also like, of course I'm not an expert, but I have basic fucking decency to recognize that you can't just comment and harp on someone's like health status and then also just kind of like like phrase it like it's a consequence like i'm looking at this situation and i'm like recognizing that first of all these are adults right who are telling children right i was a fucking 10 year old kid who just wanted some fucking oreos to share i just like how is that like why am i being punished for that also like when i tell you that this had become so common like i had become so used to people being like you're gonna get this you're gonna get this you're gonna get this you're gonna get this even my my whenever i went to see my doctors for like routine checkups and physicals i like avoided that shit like the plague right when i finally had to come in right because it had been so long i think i avoided it for a year and a half you're supposed to come in for like six months right and i was like oh i need a physical right i need to have a checkup right i literally the last time i went to the checkup like i was told by my doctor that i was too fat i was too fat like literally i wasn't able i almost wasn't able to go to japan because my doctor told me that i was too fat to study abroad that is the most violent and horrendous and stupid shit i've ever heard but it's a reality for folks and i want to emphasize too that even for myself like yes i go through fat phobia and other stuff like that but i still get service right and this is the privilege of someone who's like i'm big but i'm still not as big right and that's the that's the shitty part right if someone who's like you know my age and maybe bigger than i am right wanting to receive healthcare as they should and getting turned away and getting told that they're too xyz for anything that's so stupid like i'm just recognizing that like when it comes to like diagnosing people and like healthcare stuff and access to that like the fact that there are just so many barriers to entry like you know there could be like you could get denied entry specifically because you're a black woman right and like not believing their pain and just like what black folks have to deal with too right i'm also just thinking about like you're fat and you're black right and like just other barriers of entry it's like it's so stupid and it's so ridiculous like having to deal with this kind of stuff i am saying this all to say that at the end of the day like I hope that people have like the space and the support network and also at the end of the day they shouldn't feel like you don't have to stay with your doctor like I owe it to my best friend right in college who I had talked to about this stuff and like you know even though she personally isn't right coming at it from like someone who's like big or anything like that she's super empathetic super knowledgeable just honestly a really great and genuine person that like she like just reminded me that like if I don't switch my doctor and I let this like fat phobic doctor like dismiss some of my health concerns like what if something serious was to come up right like what if something life-threatening in the future and she's just gonna say oh it's just because you're fat not everything has to do with my weight right and actually after i and i owe her like this was the best decision i made switching my doctor because after i switched my doctor i instantly had a doctor who not only like was progressive but understood my health concerns and she took it seriously every time you know it could be something as small as like you know i like i was feeling kind of sick right and she's like okay let's come in and get your blood test some of my levels of my liver was elevated at that time and she was like okay let's get your blood work right 
doctors that are invested in your health beyond that like should be a priority and you don't need to stay with someone who doesn't care about you right and so just recognizing that was was you know i'm so grateful for that i'm so grateful for her for encouraging me that's the thing you also need to have like really strong people in your life and also even some of the people who are supposed to be there for you i.e family may not always be the best support network and that's okay i'm saying this too as someone who's preparing for the holidays and and going to be seeing my family i'm super nervous and i'm super anxious honestly as excited as as excited as i am to see them to see everyone it's also like i recognize that my body is controversial whether i like it or not and recognizing and like navigating that and also just i want to pass these words off to you all as well is that if you're ever anxious about the holidays or you ever feel like your body or like you don't deserve to exist in your body just know that that's false and that at the end of the day if you don't love your body i do right whether we're close or not i love your body enough for hopefully you to get there and you know i'm passing off this this to you too because at the end of the day you deserve to be happy and to feel comfortable and to feel safe in your body because at the end of the day even if you don't like your body i do i care and just know that like you're worthy and that you deserve to exist in peace and to not have people say shit and to not internalize that and so i say this to introduce binge eating disorder because this is something that i personally experienced but i also hope that you know if you're ever struggling with any any sort of like body insecurities or any sort of eating stuff to make sure that you know you reach out to professional that you talk to people that you're close to and that you get the help that you need we have reached the end of this week's podcast episode i hope you all have enjoyed it and if you do please consider liking following and sharing this as it is much appreciated if you have any topic ideas or suggestions please feel free to email me at a general good time podcast at gmail.com as i check that regularly and would love to hear your thoughts until next time i hope you all have had a good time and a great rest of your week happy holidays everybody